Hello, this is Back to the Point. Uh, my name is Migs, and we are about to get started for the first time in a long time. So welcome to the podcast. It's been a while, and this is our first mid-season podcast. There's a lot to talk about, uh, but we're going to try and keep this relatively short and sweet and cover some of the main points. So uh, Ian, buddy, uh, this has been uh, a time of highs, a time of lows, a t- uh, a time of uh, celebration and a time of mourning, <laughs> I guess. This Proverbs, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It's been a, it's definitely been a, I, I almost wish it was in reverse, but I'm not sure just, just with the nature of how things went down. It's just, oh, uh, it's tough. It, I think we're in a overall, a, a lower place right now. Um, emotionally. Emotionally. Yeah. So I think we're experiencing different emotions. This will be fun. Maybe. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, on the last podcast, you know, I had said the best thing for the team moving forward is going to be re-signing Carlson. And, you know, I brought up the, the Tavares contract and I, I'd given the sense, you know, if you look back a few years from now and, and you missed the chance to sign Carlson, that would have been the biggest biggest sad things that there could be in the next few years, probably. Um, so signing him was, uh, was great. You know, it was a great surprise. I think that was the thing that we were holding our breath the most for over the off season. And, uh, what, yeah, when he resigned, I think it was just a big, a big, big sigh of relief. Um, now what did you think about that whole saga? I don't necessarily think him signing was a saga. I think uh I think I said this in the last podcast. I think because he was holding things close to the vest and people I think the hockey media like I don't think they cover things well when the player says that they want to just like do the season and then worry about contract stuff after the season. Like, that's what Carlson said, and it sounds like that's exactly what he wanted to do. It was to finish the season and then stop and then start discussions then. That's also what Pavelski said he wanted to do as well, I think. And a lot of players say that. And uh, I think just his demeanor being like a kind of more closed off person, just due to his natural personality, like everyone took that as doom and gloom that he's never going to resign. But then as soon as he comes out, he's like, yeah, San Jose is my number one choice. Like, as soon as we, you know, finish the season and Doug Wilson is, like, really respective of how, what we said we want the process to go. Like, that was so nice. Like, they, they were just – it was like San Jose was the, the only option that they actually wanted to right, do. Right, right. But because it was so close to the vest, I mean, we didn't know. You could say that the media created what I would say was a bit of a saga, you know, with, like – Totally. The, it's it's – I should say, like, a rumor-driven – yeah. Uh period of anticipation that was uh highly speculated over a few days, you know. And then when it came down to it, when you know the facts, it's like, oh wow, yeah, that like you know, it was he was only really close to signing the sharks, of course, but you don't you don't really know that until you know that for sure. So Yeah, I think Yeah, especially when there's like eleven and a half million his annual annual average average annual value, whatever his, of his contract is, is 11 and a half million dollars. So he's the highest paid defenseman in the league now. 
he'll be getting an average of that over eight years. His like his what was it like a ninety two million dollar contract is what it comes out to or something like that. Ninety one, ninety two. So he's huge money. So like no one's gonna have that like rumor mill over like Milk or Carlson, right? It's just the other just the other era, just the other Carlson. Um I don't know, like I'll ask this to you. Do you is it like kind of more fun now that all this kind of like heavy rumor speculation, uh Stamkos watch, Tavares watch, uh Carlson watch, like all these sagas, maybe more so in these last two. It's almost more fun being a fan now right that's how i think what do you think yeah i mean like whenever whenever there's drama it keeps things interesting you know i think uh the the anticipation it builds up and it makes the i guess if if hockey's not actually going on it makes the waiting for hockey and the waiting for hockey news a lot more exciting um but then you know you just realize you were just caught up in a bunch of <laughs> misinformation <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what it always is or or you know people are prone to that and uh, it's it's kind of I don't know. In one sense, yeah, it's fun, but at the same time, when it's over, it's like, wow, glad glad I don't have to think about that at all because that was kind of a waste of worrying. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, honestly, we we really have like no control over like what these people do. Um, but 100%. yeah, it's 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 definitely fun. Uh, you know, g- with the Pavelski thing as well, there was you know, speculation there too. It was kind of more constant about what would happen and it ended up happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it was a lot more less interesting than Carlson because, you know, it was a lot less close to the vest. But I did notice that too. I think with the whole Carlson thing, there was a lot of, there was like no leaks. But with the Pavelski thing, there was like a lot of actual information getting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't, that much of a secret it seems like um probably because he wasn't even when it came down to it he wasn't going to decide between that many options it looks like it was just tampa or dallas mm-hmm. and he the sharks weren't even really in the mix i mean it was like they they were not going to offer him the third year mm-hmm. and he wanted that at least another third year and you know, that it ended up, end up happening. I mean, I guess my next question to you, I, Carlson is great. Everybody, um, you know, is on board for that now, despite what they were saying before. Because <laughs> <laughs> you realize it, that you have two Norris Trophy winners on your team, yeah. and that's going to be great. But, yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on the whole Pavelski situation? Um, I th- yeah, the whole saga was, I think, more of, like, disbelief that he might actually leave. Oh, now, now this is a saga for you, huh? <laughs> oh, it was a saga for you now, wasn't it? A lot it was a saga were... for both of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Marlo leaving, that was a saga, too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But saga of all sagas, right? Yeah. Um, so the whole, the whole rumor mill that got started, except for this one, I think, was more like an actual leak mill instead of just, like, like with Carlson, when that report out of Ottawa came out that he like wanted to go back to Ottawa or Montreal, that was just like a hundred percent unsubstantiated. It was just like okay, that was just like straight up made up. Mm-hmm. At least the things coming out of Pavelski were like backed up, and multiple people were saying it. So yeah, uh, at least that was a little bit more less frustrating. Just more of like oh my gosh, 
But I think the whole thing was like disbelief that he might actually leave because Pavelski is like the embodiment of like the take it for the team in terms of money, in terms of uh, physical abuse on the ice, in terms of like just like everything that uh, hockey like tries to embody was like gave birth to a player and it was Pavelski. And on top of all that, he's like really skilled too. Yeah, I think that aspect of, you know, like go get it and like put an effort and will yeah. and and cert yeah, certain hockey values, I guess it would be said. Yeah, like he's a seventh round pick and he's one of the highest scoring people over the last decade. Mm-hmm. Um like that's all hard work on his part. Like there is skill. The reason why he's picked so low likely is because of his speed that we <laughs> can now view in uh, pleasure of catching him on breakaways instead of our player being caught on breakaways. But yeah, uh, yeah it was just kind of rough. I, I think a lot of misinformation. So it was juxtaposed of now that Eric Carlson signed his eleven and a half million dollar contract, how will we re-sign Joe Pavelski? And uh, it. And that was the whole thing. It's like, oh, re-signing Eric Carlson pushed out Joe Pavelski. And from Joe Pavelski's own mouth, even multiple times, he said it on the TSN interview, like right after he signed. And then he, John Scott called him, which I thought was pretty funny. John Scott's like trying to make his own podcast and like become an insider. And <laughs> it was kind of funny. But uh, it wasn't the money. It was, it was the term. And the Sharks never offered him a third year. And Joe Pavelski said that that was his first thing, was the most important thing was the third year. And then after that, it was money. And then after that, when it became Dallas and Tampa, I think it you know probably came down to location because Tampa is definitely the better team. And they, yeah. So in yeah, terms of be- that, like, because we fast forward, um, the Sharks basically are going to have a bunch of rookies come in they've signed all pretty much every single rfa are of the their european free agents and we still have 4.6 million dollars left we have to sign um joe thornton but like we had we had room to sign him i think personally um sign pavelski yeah i don't think timo would have made as much i don't think we would have had to assign as many uh rfas I just want to add that, you know, Pavelski, yeah, he wants term, but that's like inextricably tied to money. You know, it's just. Yes, I I meant um, it... like in terms of like the fitting it under the cap. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he would have if, if the Sharks had offered him, you know, three and. I don't know, insert some number that's less than 7 million, which he took in mm-hmm. Dallas, he would have taken it, you know? I, I almost no, to, agree with to that. To an extent. Yeah. Like he's not uh, going to take... He would have taken that hometown discount as long as he was guaranteed three years, but I don't think that was never on the table apparently. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. Like, would he take a three by 3 million? No. Would he take yeah, a three that's... by six? probably yeah three by six three by five and a half like maybe maybe that's a stretch but maybe yeah uh i i agree with what you're saying for sure i I just want to say that i the way that i feel about it is you know i kind of feel pressure with bavelski but at the same time you kind of like understand he wants that 
you, you think with how long he's been at the organization, he's off. He's been he's earned that third year, you know, with with how much he's done for the team. And so I think on that side of things, when I look at that, the Sharks didn't offer him at like maybe a lower cap hit, but a third year. And just yeah, I know there's a lot of risk to that, but I just think that you can offer that to a player uh, uh, that's meant so much for the organization. Now we talked about what the what this is like, how, how that would be like uh, Marlowe leaving a couple of years ago. But we had discussed, you know, Pavelski just turned 35. Marlowe was just turning 38 uh, when he wanted three and the Sharks were only going to offer him two. So that's like a three year age difference right there. And Thornton and Marlowe were offered um, three year contracts around when they were 34, I think. Uh, or oh, 35. Oh, the, the one before it. The that's the one that yeah that. those are the yeah. ones that they signed on the same day and then i think yeah. that first game that they signed that they played they each scored a goal which was like this is so fitting how do you remember <laughs> that man your memory is so I, have, I have a good memory in some things yeah uh but yeah i do, yeah so you could say that thorn take care of their bodies better but you know i don't doubt that joe pavelski takes care of his body well well anyway there, say... there's a lot to that i just think that he it was kind of disappointed that in him mm-hmm. that he left kind of, but also disappointed that the org didn't give him three. Doug Wilson didn't give him a third year, you know, or offer that. I would like to circle back on, I'll talk about what I feel about it, but I want to talk about maybe why the org would not have given him a third year. I know we're on mm-hmm. different pages of this, but when you say they take care of their body better, it's, it's not that we're necessarily on different pages. I just think that my feelings outweigh logic. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> so i think for me like it's totally right within his it's totally within his rights to like go um to leave for more money like there's nothing wrong with leaving for more money he is an athlete their career is so short and they're gonna have like repercussions for the rest of their life um just like physically just about the battle and what they put their bodies through they've missed so much time with their family like and it's not just like oh he has one kid right now like maybe they want two kids maybe they want three kids maybe they don't want more kids until after they're after he's done playing or something like that but like you know he, he'd have grandkids or his aunt and his uncle it's not just like he only has one kid like you don't need more than 60 million or something like that it's when you say like, oh, like, oh, well, he could have just taken one one year less. It's only like five million dollars or something like that. It's it's five million dollars. You know, like everything counts and you can't say you've earned so much like it doesn't matter anymore. Like that's only up to the player. And if he decides he wants more then like he's totally within his right to do that. So there's one side. However, when you go out publicly and say, yeah, I left because of money that doesn't feel good you know <laughs> and then also he like kind of shaded the sharks well he was being truthful and he said the sharks never offered that third year okay and then he said oh well and their offer could have been a little bit higher is like dude he didn't say he that. did no 100 fine, fine where he I said transcribed that. the tsn interview and he did I don't. I, I, I remember you said that to me. I, I never saw there. him say that like that. It was the last thing. It was one of the last things he said. But he oh said it, and it's just like, okay, like we get it. Like you didn't need to do that. And then, 
yeah so i'm being bitter about it and i'm petty and that's fun because sports are for entertainment and i am more entertained by being petty and mad at him for something that's totally justified on his part and that's where my emotions are taking over logic just from the opposite Mm. side like i'm now against him and bitter and don't want him to succeed only in a shark's uniform do i want him to succeed but now that he's (laughs) left i don't really want him back yeah so well, so how do you yeah, think that okay, third year has taken taken control of you? Oh, it has ripped my little heart and it is squeezing <laughs> all the Joe Pavelski out and making more and more room for Timo Meyer. <laughs> of course, Timo! that's always the thing it comes down to for you. <laughs> yeah, I just it's like Timo Meyer can play all like four positions, right? We can just clone him, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean so I'm not sure if I had if I had one of only if I could have like clones of one player and that could be my whole roster. I think I would choose Logan Couture. Um, but uh, in reality, I would choose Eric. I would probably choose Eric Carlson or Brent Burns because they both can play forward and they both can play D. And who knows what they'd be like as goalie? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, actually, that's the thing. Couture used to play a little goalie. When he was growing oh, that's up. right. Isn't wouldn't so. I think. They Dude, might have said an absolute gamer. He's like got Dude, more totally. playoff points than literally anyone ever. He's like in the 99th percentile of playoff yeah. points in the last few years, right? Didn't so. isn't I think they've said this before, but like you know, when your starter goes down and then the backup gets hurt, they have all of like the oh, the emergency goalie situations that the trainer goes and like suits up on the ice or stuff like that. Yeah. I think Achur said previously that if he was in that position, he would he would want to do that. Maybe I'm totally misremembering, but I feel like there's a quote around there before. I think I know what you're, I, I sense what you're talking about, yeah. but I, I don't have a good handle on it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I had a question so for you. We, we have def- yeah, but we okay. just have feels about oh, this uh, Pavelski thing. And it's, we're kind of, it's kind of heartbreaking, right? Like, like I said, that's the Valley after the big mountain that was re-signing Eric Carlson. Right. And I think that, the reason that I said I'm more kind of on the low side is because that still, that still kind of hurts, you know? Yeah. I, it was slowly broken to me that he's leaving, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. Pavelski. so turns out like Nostradamus Kurz had been calling it from the whole season from like December <laughs> where he was reporting that the Sharks were not even talking contracts. They were really far apart in negotiations like, he was on this, the beat, the whole time, and he was right 100% of the time. So, for yeah. him, I bet that's got to feel professionally, like, very validating. So, good for him. Sad for us. Um, so, it was kind of like, you know, like, he, like once the season was over, like, he, he put, put out an article, I think, that was like, like I've been saying, like, they're still not close. I think there's a real chance he could be gone. And people thought it was going to be about, like, the AAV. And it turned out it was about the term. Because um, I still believe that the Sharks could have fit the AAV. Mm-hmm. So, um, one way or another. Like, Doug Wilson, you know, he has plan A, plan B, plan C. Plan A was Tavares. Plan B was Carlson. We got Carlson. Like, it didn't mean his planning stopped there. Like, once we acquired Carlson, like, for sure he knew that. It was the number 11 and a half was thrown out for Tavares. And then as soon as we traded for Carlson, immediately that was the number that everyone went to. Like there pretty much was no doubt that he was going to get that. 
through the whole time. Like no one was really ever saying like, oh, 9.9, like 10.2. For Carlson? Yeah, it was all like maybe some people with like uh, projections and models and stuff. But like all the reporters were saying it was going to be around 11. I disagree. That's what I, I was think. Hearing. I think you're being affected by recency bias no. because he ended up actually signing for that. No, because I remember people were being like, "Well, you know, he's injured. He should only get maybe like eight or nine. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think not... people like projected him to get eleven, eleven point five. It makes sense because you know, if somebody goes to free agency, they're going to make an exorbitant amount of money. I disagree relative with you. to if they resign. I disagree. There were people saying, "Oh, well, he's been injured. He's going to get nine. But there was still a lot of people saying he was going to get eleven. That is in the past. So, so my point—I'm sure there were people, but I'm saying I think there was a strong voice of people that were questioning his ability because he was getting injured, and how the Sharks should only really sign him for under ten, or they would be upset if they signed him uh, for over, yeah, for over eight or nine or something like that. You know, I, I'm pretty sure that that was a. a a noticeable voice that I would pick up on, but from fans, maybe yeah, from, maybe from reporters, from fans, sure, from people actually. I, I'm just, knowing. yeah, I'm never sure. I really heard that from reporters that he would he would make that much. That's what I expected ever since we got him. But my point was that he, that Doug Wilson had like allocated around that money for Tavares. He knew he was going to use basically that money or if you're to your point, um, you know, maybe have a couple million left over, but like upwards of nine or something like that. And then the season comes, we trade for him like the 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 stuff is there, right? Like we know he knew that the Joe Pavelski's contract is up. So by default, like the possibility of him leaving is there. So then they have to think about what they're going to do. And I think this wasn't a surprise to Doug Wilson. People are saying that it was a bet that he took last year, that Pavelski took last year on not re-signing like a, an extension after coming off of his like uh, lower point season, taking a bet on himself that he would do better, and then he ends up putting up 38 points, scoring on every one in five shots on a lower shot rate. Mm-hmm. So... Ultimately, that worked out really well for him, but he might have priced his way out of San Jose. But what really did it as what he said is that third year. How do you think he's going to do in Dallas, not being with the Shark system in maybe even that third year? Yeah, I think that he's going to probably have a solid season this next year. Um, I, I, I don't think he's necessarily going to score 38 goals again. I think it's going to be new challenges that he's going to have to deal with, with playing with new uh, teammates, a new system. Uh, you know, Carlson had an adjustment coming here. He's definitely going to have an adjustment going over there. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, they do have good demon that could, that can feed him shots and everything. So he's going to have some production, but I don't think he's, he's, he's a year older again. Um, like you said, that shooting percentage was unrealistic and not really the same as how it's been in the past for him. So I think he's going to do well, probably up, upwards of, you know, maybe 25 to 35 goals. Um, and he's probably going to, I don't know, have 20 something, 30 something assists. He's probably going to have a, 
you know, 60 to 70 point season. And that's going to be solid. Now in the couple of years following, I think that's where Mm -hmm. rationally, you know, Doug Wilson probably didn't want to offer that third year, but he's because he's probably going to decline in that, in that couple of years following. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's most likely, uh, he's still going to be pretty effective and, and serve a role, but age uh age probably will not be very friendly to him right yeah especially since like even this postseason alone he took like three kind of big like one really yeah, big that, injury that is valid and then over the course of the seasons like he gets injured a, like he's always injured because he just sits well, there and in front of the net. He's very prone. He's very prone to being injured because of the positions he puts himself yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Right? He just stands in front of the net, and then the he just gets whacked and whacked and whacked and whacked and whacked. And yeah. I guess that's fine. And that's just kind of what happens to Pavelski. He just gets shoved and whacked and all the time. Uh, you're right that Dallas has good defensemen, but none of them put up like the around 300 shots that Burns does. Mm-hmm. And like what? Like what? It feels like one in two shots of burns. Like fifty percent of his shots are like are going towards Pavelski's stick. You know. Mm-hmm. So I just I doubt that he's gonna. Like the Sharks' offense is almost built entirely around Pavelski. You know, like the five on five play, it's built on like multi layered screens, shot from the point, looking for tips, and second chances. Yeah. Like that's p- where Pavelski plays. Like, but I will say that. uh you know, you know, Dallas has Klingberg, yeah. which I think he he can score definitely. And who's that? Is it Heiskanen? Heiskanen? Yeah, that guy's good. How is it? And he's like Miro, Heiskinen. you know, a hockey prodigy apparently. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, totally. I mean, like he'll do. Their well. back end's pretty solid, but like right? that's a volume. And he's got good forwards to to play with him that can feed him. Like Ben's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seguin, and then I'm not sure how what's his name Radulov plays is like. A playmaker versus yeah. just a pure goal scorer, but he's gonna he's gonna have a good supporting cast. He's there, gonna he's gonna play with Corey Perry. <laughs> oh Dallas gosh, him that's him. like that's like extra. That's like the cherry on top of how this, I know. this kind of stings, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, dude, I have to say, can I just say something? What? Like, I feel like the my sense of what not only the Sharks but the, what the NHL is, you know. Every year it deteriorates from how it originally was when you first got into hockey. Oh, like how pure but it I was, feel like it's and now just it gets so, more and it's more so like... close to completely crumbling with <laughs> with Pavelski uh, with now gone. Even the oh, fact that yeah. Corey Perry is no longer a duck, like it kind of yeah. makes me sad in a way, you know? It's like, oh, you're not like, <laughs> you're not on our arguably you know one of our biggest rivals. Like yeah. there's a familiarity to that that was comfortable and now it's like, Oh, the ducks aren't the same anymore. Yeah, they like <laughs> suck now. It's like, well, we're playing the ducks. It's like, oh, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. But okay. It's sad. It's sad. I miss the yeah. days that you know. I get nostalgic for how it it once was, and that could be how it was originally, or even like three years ago. But gets um, Yeah, no. There. That but that being said, like losing Marlow, losing Pavelski, yeah. like losing these big franchise pieces mm-hmm. has been a big part of that crumbling and uh yeah i just had to say that but like that yeah cory cory perry not being on the decks is weird to me as well yeah he just got like bought out of nowhere too like he didn't yeah. he wasn't playing well 
and like that's fine but they like they don't really save a whole bunch of money either it's kind of it's really weird but mm. uh yeah i i agree with you i think his speech like like we had just said the shark system is like entirely designed around play that pavelski succeeds at like shooting for tips is like a volume thing it's not necessarily like perfect opportunity whereas like the power play maybe you can have fewer better chances and have a better power play instead of a lot of chances that maybe aren't as high quality and just kind of go by volume like tipping pucks is a volume thing and he and burns worked on it for years and years and years and years every single day so like yeah he will not have that from day one and even then, like, the Dallas system is kind of rush-based from when we played them. It's not, like, grind it out, low to high tip. So his point production, I feel like, will will go down. Like, he is a finisher. He can snipe for sure. But the thing is, is his speed is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's very bad at this point. Mm-hmm. And, like, he gets caught on breakaways – he enters the zone and has the ability to like magically hold the puck on his stick, but he like he rarely comes in with any time or space. So maybe we'll see more goals from him like that, but as the years goes on, it's not going to go well. And I think they will, maybe they won't regret that third year because they, they're not really like a contender, like really, I don't think they're close. Like they're a playoff team now, like good for them, but like the Sharks, that would hurt the contract. The third year of the contract, I think, would have hurt the Sharks, even with the system they had. I don't know. You don't think Dallas is a contender? I mean, they bought a lot of people. Dude, they almost beat St. Louis and went to the final. Yeah, Western so Conference did, final. I was about to say, so did we, and we didn't really, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we actually made it to the Western Conference. Yeah, but, yeah, but so like, no that was the first... That we were contenders, but to... Dallas got better, and they went to the... They were one game away from the conference final. I think they... You can say they're contenders next year with the additions they made. Yes, I don't want to discount that. I, for me, when I think contender, I think the Sharks last season, Tampa Bay, and, like, maybe a third team. I'm thinking, like, how can they not win type stuff. But yeah, totally. They were, but, they were but, like an overtime goal away from from making it to the conference final. I am discrediting them. Well, here's the thing. Like, do you think the Sharks are a better team this year or next year? Like this think, past year that just happened or next year? I think Answer me honestly. Say better. Oh, for sure. Last just, year, just 100%. Like they had that was the best roster the Sharks have ever had. Right. Right. But like you can't pay for three years of Pavelski. Like once you pay for once, if you, to get one year of Pavelski, you had to have paid for three. And like, maybe that one year of Pavelski would have been, we would have kept basically the same roster, but then we would have had to keep, keep him for years two and three years two probably be okay. Year three would be bad. And that would hurt us. And our window yeah. is not like this, just one season. Yeah. So, I guess what I we're we're kind of in the situation now where right after again right when Marlow left, we kind of opened up roster spots for young people and like we saw, there's like two or three European free agents. There's still Auntie Suomela who just resigned. There's like, I don't know. There's three or four different like people coming out of major junior or college or something like that that are all or coming from the Barracuda that all have a legit time to make the team 
we could see LeBanc playing on the top line. Like, it's going to be like how it's, the team was turned over to the young players after Marla left. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. And I think mm-hmm. that there's a lot of good things to look forward to. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. You know, we we kind of have to wrap it up because I need to go. But I just want to highlight some other things that have happened. I mean, you know, Timo signed for, mm, for four by six, Timo. which, you know, is pretty solid. LeBanc went another route and signed the, the most team-friendly deal, Thanks like, ever. in the league. Yeah. Uh, one year and one million, which is awesome. And we have yet to, and like you said, all yeah. the RFAs got signed. Like seven. And, of them uh, we are, yeah, we are waiting to see what's going to happen with Thornton and potentially Patrick Marlowe. Yeah. I, for old time's sake, hope they're both coming back. Oh, Thornton's um, coming back for sure. Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, he played um, for he paid he got paid five million last season. We have four point six in cap space according to cap friendly, but there's like a seventh defenseman currently on the counting against the cap right now that you can move to minors. So yeah, we have so it'll least, be a little bit of over five. Yeah. It, yeah. It'd be like five, three, I think is what the number is. Yeah. Like he, he played for five last season. He clearly says he wants to take just like whatever is there. So yeah. will he take I, one? I think... Like maybe not, but like he, I'm, it sounds like he'd be okay with three. You know? Yeah, I I think it'll be interesting to see if Patty comes back too. Yeah, that's a good question because I think let's say Thornton takes three, that's like two million left over, ish. Yeah, you know, give or take, just under a million. Does Doug Wilson sign Marlowe, who almost exclusively would be playing like a third or fourth line role, right? Mm-hmm. Or and take up all that cap or the majority of it, or does he wait rest on that cap space? And then, since we're likely going to have, like, three forwards who, like, two or three forwards who, like, have not played NHL games yet. Or, like, more than 10 NHL games um, make the team. Mm-hmm. So, do you leave that space open and, you know, come a month or two into the season, you can see, oh, well, player A isn't really working out. So, we need to buy some, we need to trade for someone um, and take their higher cap hit to to roll the team out because the team still is going to challenge for a Stanley cup this year. You know, they, that's yeah. in their blood. Maybe they, maybe they're not as close as they were last year or special circumstances that allowed us to actually create that roster. Eric Carlson was on a $6 million contract, you know, like that doesn't come around every year. So it'll be really interesting. I, I don't know. I think it's 50, 50, whether or not we more or less use up all that cap space. Or uh, sign Thornton and do not sign Marlowe. Sit on the extra spot and then wait for the season. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, there's uh, there's there's stuff to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to the summer where we have some more time off. <laughs> yeah, it is so nice. Yeah, just like it is nice. Evenings are free. Yeah, don't really care about Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm on my uh, physical therapy Twitter Twitter. Uh interest now so have time for programming more time for yeah yeah all right man it was fun getting together uh we will probably not record again for a while but we want to hit on some of these big points uh we hope everybody who's listening enjoyed the podcast um please give us a listen again uh when the season starts back up or probably soon before the season starts back up um uh it's fun doing this and uh if you want to follow us on twitter uh, you can follow me at, at dmigs22. You follow and, uh, oh. I don't know yours. You, uh, you can follow us. You can follow me at 
at Ian said so. No, I knew that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And at underscore back to the point. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody has a good summer and uh, enjoy the time off from hockey. Yes. And uh, we will catch everybody later. And I will say uh, go Sharks. Go Sharks. Go Sharks.